All right, everybody, we are rested and relaxed and ready to roll once again after a week off. We are back, Locked On Avalanche, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. And a lot has happened in the week we were gone. The Avs signed some players. They kept some players around. A couple players left. There's one that's glaring that hasn't signed anywhere yet, which we will talk to. And they promoted someone to a new spot. They removed the assistant general manager tag. Named him general manager. Joe Sackett gets promoted to hockey operations. So much going on. And because we haven't had a chance to talk to it, that's what today is going to be about. Let's get to it. You're locked on Avalanche, your daily podcast on the Colorado Avalanche. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. So anything good happened last week? Yeah, I think a lot, a lot did go right. A couple people moved away to maybe greener pastures. We don't know. We shall see. But uh, it was free agency week, and we took the week off. So, uh, <laughs> But we could still talk about it because since then, not a lot has happened. They had a couple 48-hour period where so deals are getting made, which you expected, uh, and the Avalanche were a part of that. They were in the thick of a lot of it. But there's still the one glaring omission in Mr. Nazem Kadri that is still out there. We got a lot to talk about. But first things first, thank you for making this your first listen of the day. That's always appreciated. Follow the show on social media outlets, LOPN underscore Avalanche on Twitter, Locked on Avalanche on Instagram. Questions, comments, concerns, opinions, Locked on Avalanche at gmail.com. And follow us on our YouTube channel over on the YouTube. Hit subscribe, get notified when a new show goes live. All right, Mr. Sullivan, uh, I don't know about you, but I, uh, I'm, I'm very rested, relaxed, ready to roll again. Get back, Even though it's the offseason, there's always avalanche stuff to talk about. And there was a lot last week. Yeah, I was so ready. I, I messaged you like early today. I was like, dude, I cannot wait to get back in the saddle. And yeah, yeah it was a it was a busy like, honestly, when you look at everything on the whole, everybody was kind of brought back. You didn't go out there and sign like a you know the Johnny Hockey to Columbus like you're not shaking the world mm. with moves you're you're bringing the you're getting the band back together basically so and I always I always wonder about that like like I always wonder like yeah you are you're you're, you're staying the course you're bringing back all, as many guys as possible mm-hmm. the Avs didn't bring in anybody like new that like really like you know shakes the the team and, and and blows up the team and you you have a different look of the Avalanche for next year with the exception of Nazem Kadri, who we will definitely talk about, you know, you, you, you and we'll talk about the, the big signings that they have. You're you, and they've said it. They want to bring back as many guys on this team. They want to stay the course with this team. I always wonder about that. Like, yeah, you you are going to be as good as you were last year. But the thing is, other teams are they getting better than you? that's the problem because other teams are out there. They're signing guys left and right. They're trying to get better. Have they gotten better than the avalanche who are staying the course? Well, they're committing to certain aspects of this team that did work. Like you could see with Burkowski not being a part of the team next year, Darcy Kemper, not being the part of the team next year. There are certain pieces that they're not sticking to, but they believe in Lekkonen. They believe in Manson. They believe in Nachushkin. So, yes, this is part of the success that got you here. And you know Joe Sackick makes his moves at the trade deadline. So 
he's got the pieces that he fell in love with and was shaving off some of the other stuff. And we'll see how this team looks mm-hmm. come trade deadline. Yes, you know that they probably will be active again mm-hmm. in, in some capacity at the trade deadline. That's down the road. Uh, here and now, the first thing that happened, I we were I was driving to our vacation destination, and my wife tells them driving, and she's riding shotgun, and she tells me uh, the avalanche, and she's reading it slowly. And I'm like, pick it up. I need I need to know <laughs> this on. stuff. I'm, I'm driving, um, and she's like, they promote Joe Sackick to hockey president of hockey operations, and then I just kind of filled in the blank, and I'm like, and they made Chris Far- McFarland GM, and she's like, yeah. I, this is something that some people were thinking was going to happen after the Avalanche, you know, won the cup or because the Avalanche won the cup. And I think if they didn't, who knows? Maybe they stick around in those roles for another year. But I think that it happened. There's nothing left for Joe Sackick to do as a general manager. Yeah. He's proven everything. Um, so they bump him up to president of hockey operations. And Chris McFarland, who has been there for all of this. And I had some people messaging me saying, like, is this going to really change things? I was like, no, because all of the, the moves that Joe Sackick has made, he gets the headlines because his name is Joe Sackick. Chris McFarland mm-hmm. has been there for all of those deals. Yeah. And it won't change. Now Chris McFarland has, you know, they remove the assistant from him or the title from him. And just because Joe Sackick is propped up, to a promotion doesn't mean he's not going to be involved. Like they will, st- I don't see anything really changing in how they do business. They just have different titles right now. Yeah, exactly. It's just a title change because Sackett came in here in 2014. McFarland came in in 2015. Um, they kind of have been working in tandem this whole time and they're going to continue to through the duration of their mm-hmm. careers here. And it's not like McFarlane is a stranger to this. While Sackick was winning cups as a player, McFarlane was hockey ops for Columbus for right. over a decade. So he's been in this. He understands this. And you could see this with the moves. Like Just after the announcement was made, that's when all the signings started happening. And then, I mean, it was just par for the course. This is what Sackick... And McFarland do you just never hear about McFarland because Sackick's such like that big sexy name that you right. can put on everything and it makes it look like he's a hockey genius, but they work in tandem. Yeah, yeah, and he's been you know learning the job for years now, so uh, he he knows what to do. And and the Avs deliberately did not want to let him go. You know there yeah. were there were other you heard um, the Ducks his name attached to the Ducks. You heard his name uh, attached to the Sharks. Um, there were other teams that wanted to meet with him. Florida wanted him at one point. Did they? It's possible. I I think almost every general manager spot that was open, um, was wanting to talk with him and the Avs said no, because they had a plan and this was the plan. And I don't think he wanted to go anywhere. I think he's in a good spot and, and nothing is going to, you're not going to notice any real difference. Just the one who's going to be, you know, uh, behind the mic now talking about these deals is going to be Chris McFarland instead of Joe Sackick, who has a, a nice you know, corner office now, probably and deservedly yeah. so. Um, so that's that, and you know we will discuss the the deals that were made, but I think we have to talk about the one that that has not been made yet, and that's obviously Nazem Kadri. And when he was not signed uh, on day one, I was thinking, okay, I think the Avs' chances, you know, the percentage of them getting back 
went up a little bit more. And then after mm-hmm. day two, I feel like, okay, they went up more, even more. And then day three, I think like we, okay, now we're, we're at a spot where we are, we are fully in the mix of, of yep. getting him back because he would have signed, he would have went somewhere by now. If, if, the, if the avalanche were out of it, if the avalanche kind of took this the, the same way as they did with Darcy Kemper, as if to say like, we can't match what you want. Um, and we're just going to go separate ways. You would have heard that by now, mm-hmm. uh, but you have, you've heard the opposite. You've heard the abs are in the mix for this. You're thinking some, well, a deal has to get made. There's no other way around it. They, they have to do something, get creative in who they're going to trade. The two names you're hearing are JT Comfer and Sam Gerard. We'll talk about that in a minute. Um, but I, this is, this is kind of like Gabe Landeskog 2.0 for me. I was yeah. thinking there was a period of time where I'm like, thanks, thanks for everything you've done for the abs. Um, I guess I'll root from you from afar. And now it's kind of turning the corner. I, I, I think it's, I think it's going to happen. I think something, there's something in the mix that the avalanche and, and Nazem Kadri are going to make this happen. I'll have to lose a guy to get him, but he, I just feel like he's coming back. Now I do. I do now. Yeah. I'm completely right there with you. I've I've gone from making my Nazem Kadri tribute video that I was going to post on YouTube, like thanks for all the memories. I've had to almost like delete the project because it feels like he's coming back. Like yeah. watching all the moves on uh, trade deadline, I I joined the Locked On NHL live show and we were talking about it. And you're just sitting there watching for that that first domino, the Johnny Hockey move. And you're waiting and you're waiting, and you're waiting. You see all these other moves happen, and then when Finally, he gets signed to Columbus. You're like, okay, now here comes Nas because he's definitely the second biggest name out there. You're you're waiting for that one. And then the more it doesn't happen, the more you're like, wait a minute. Why is New Jersey not like they didn't get Johnny Hockey? Why aren't they signing him? Why isn't Calgary signing him? Like all of these other teams that lost out on the uh, Johnny Gerdeau signing him. That's exactly what you should be doing mm-hmm. is rolling up the Brinks truck and paying him. Why is he not going there? Mm-hmm. And it's the longer this goes at time of recording, still no deal. So something is going on and it feels like pieces are being moved. And yeah. who knows? Av's Twitter might be finally happy. It might be Sammy G. It might be JT Confer, but like you feel like pieces are being moved and Nas isn't packing up yet because he's looking to stay in Colorado and I feel yeah. like Colorado wants him to stay. Oh, 100% they do. Absolutely. Yeah. Um I think the interesting thing to see will be term no matter where he goes what what the yeah. term will be. And I think again this how I'm saying this is Landeskog 2.0. Uh I think he had a, a high number and I don't think people were were willing to go that high on him. Um so I think that's come down to Gabe Landeskog range. You know, he's making what four was he 4.5 or 4.9 or something like that um you know he's he's gonna make more than that and i think he's going to be in that seven range i I would be comfortable with that i think the avalanche would be comfortable with i can't see him going over eight and and i and i can almost guarantee you there were teams that were offering him that you heard that calgary was in panic mode after uh uh, johnny gaudreau gaudreau left and i get that but people were saying like they were throwing out the deal that they had for him and just passing it on to Kadri. I don't see that. I don't see, I think they went up to uh, like around 10 yeah. 
for for Goudreau, and and I don't think they're going to go that far. But I do think that Calgary was in a little bit of panic mode. Like, we need to replace him as fast as possible. Kadri's the best guy left on the market. Let's throw him a lot of money. And I think, you know, they are probably – the three teams you're hearing are Calgary, Colorado, and the the Islanders, who have done nothing this free agency period. Nothing. So – and Kadri has said he is only going to a contender. So you are narrowing down your search to half the teams, probably less than half the teams in the league are, you know, Calgary is one of definitely one of the teams. Obviously the avalanche are the Islanders. You don't know what you're getting with the Islanders next year. They, they underachieved, but they have talent there, but it's kind of like a little bit iffy. And I don't know if he would go there. You know, Calgary threw a lot of money at him. Mm-hmm. And the fact that, that it hasn't been accepted yet just makes me believe that the avalanche are, are working something behind the scenes that obviously he knows about. They're not going to leave him in the in, out in the lurch, and I think something is going to happen. Now, what what is that going to be? It's got to be a trade. And like I said, you're hearing Gerard, you're hearing Comfer. JT Comfer only has one year left on his deal. Sam Gerard has four or five. I don't have Cat Friendly up in front of me, but I think he has like five years left on his deal. Um, I know a lot of people have just for some reason, completely given up on Sam Girard. I absolutely have not because, you know, is the man not allowed allowed to have a down year when we don't know exactly what was going on with him? We know that there was injuries happening. People have jumped ship on him quicker than any player I've seen in Avalanche history, and I don't get it. He's a very good player. He's a very good defenseman, and I will go back to – when when people were giving him the Norris halfway through last well two seasons ago now he has the potential and he has he's beyond potential we know we can we we've seen the good from him we've seen the bad too and mm-hmm. as soon as we've seen the bad we want to get rid of him i am not there with him if you're holding my feet to the fire who would you rather give up between JT Comfer and, and Sam Gerard I, i'm giving up JT Comfer i feel like i can replace him better than i can with Sam Gerard that's how I feel. I'm sure people are going to be disagreeing with me, and that is completely fine. But I'm not. I'm not doing that. I'm not getting rid of, of Sam Gerard. And and I also want to say, it wouldn't surprise me if the Avalanche do give up Sam Gerard to to sign Kadri. Either of these things could happen. What I want to see is Gerard stay and replace JT Comfer with one of we either in a free agent signing, or you bring up one of your your minor league guys. I was perfectly fine asking EJ to retire to give us six million dollars back so we could sign Nas. Mm-hmm. EJ said no, I'm going to play again. So my sights are now on Samuel Gerard, who's now sitting on five million. Mm-hmm. And I'll be like, hey, this is business, baby. Like, sure, we could. I mean, you have a camp. Maybe we get a good, healthy Bo Byram. Um, the defense, we will be fine. We'll be fine. And we're, we're we've been signing all of these lesser-known depth pieces to see how they work out in training camp, that'll be fine. Hey, if I had to trade, I know you want to, you would uh, be okay with JT for the sole purpose of signing Nas. It's been great, Sammy, but uh, that $5 million looks a lot better <laughs> well, well, and, and you it gave might, us last year. <laughs> I mean, it, it might force their hand where they have uh, 3.9 and Confer's making 3.5. So for, no, that would be enough to sign him. Yeah. 
seven and a half, 7.6. No, 7.4. I'm sorry. Right. Yeah. Uh, if you got rid of JT Comfort, obviously you have a, a lot, you know, a million and a half more to work with if you get rid of Sam Girard. But I'm just, I mean, the money aspects, obviously Sam Girard, because you have a little bit more leniency in, in the money uh, from from the player. And and I I like JT Comfort. This is not, you know, like you said, this is a, this is business. Yeah. Um, I feel like I can find some somebody to to replace what Comfort can do uh long term then then I, I have the confidence in Sam Jordan that he can bounce back next year. I, I just now think. if if JT Coffer was making five million a year, I would say JT Coffer, mm-hmm. let's trade him. But it's it's the money is what but you're I'm in the money at. side of it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And I it's, get that. It's freeing out that cap, which is already kind of tight for going into a season. I don't like sitting at where we're at right now, especially with unproven Yorgiev and Frankie mm-hmm. back there in net. I would like to have a little bit more in case of emergency, you know, break the glass and we'll have something to access. But if we need the money, I mean, that 5 million is just staring you at the face. Yeah. And you have, so you've got 21 of your roster size, 21 of 23. So you need to sign two more guys to have a filled out roster. You know, if you, if you get rid of Confer, that brings you to 7.4. And if you're signing Kadri for seven, can't sign a guy for four hundred thousand dollars. No, <laughs> you know. So, uh, well, you can you, sign me. You hear that, Chris yeah, McFarland? Yeah. <laughs> uh, I don't know. It, it might have to be Gerard. It might have to yep. be. So it'll be interesting to see where this thing goes. All right, uh, let's hear from Bet Online, and then we'll talk about the deals that the Avalanche did make. And thinks uh, you know, there's some happy Avalanche fans out there after these three were made. Uh, but first, BetOnline.net, your number one source for all of your betting needs and sports info. Find all of the latest sports developments, league reviews, and news, including this year's Major League Baseball season. BetOnline is your continued source for all of your sporting wagering information, including live betting and esports. It remains the best spot for all your sports scores, spot podcasts. And news for this season. BetOnline.net is fastest and easiest way to check in on all of your favorite sports and events, including MMA, boxing, and golf. Did you watch that open today? I watched the final round. Unbelievable. I can I cannot watch the first three rounds. I don't care. And then you watch that final round, and it's just that's made me want a mullet. Great. <laughs> Uh, head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and the action. BetOnline.net, where the game starts. So as we wait for the Avs to do whatever they're going to do with Nazem Kadri and the players that we were talking about, they did do some things with three key players for their Stanley Cup championship roster. Uh, you have Arturi Lekkanen, you have Josh Manson, and you have Val Nachuskin all getting deals. We'll start with Big Val. I think the big shocker for him was the term. We were talking four to five years, and he gets a max eight-year deal, and you have to feel good for yeah. Val Nachuskin going from you know, just getting thrown off to the side of the road uh, for anybody to pick. And the Av said, we'll take a flyer on you. And he has just methodically gone through the ranks of this roster up to their their top line. And they have all the faith in the world in him. And they gave him an eight-year deal. I think it was for $49 million. Let's just round it up another million to 50 because it sounds a little bit better. No. 
Um, but eight years, 49 million for a guy nobody wanted except the Colorado Avalanche. This is a redemption story that you love to see in sports, and it's great that he's you know on our team. Yeah, you you knew this deal was like number one that the Az wanted to get done. You wanted to bring him back. I was absolutely surprised that it was eight years. I was yeah. shocked um, when I saw that. I had to really look at it like two or three times. Um, everybody knows, like looking at that deal towards the end of this deal, he's going to be the new EJ. That once money gets tight, you're going to be like, well, it's time for Val to hang it up. And because well, I mean, after eight years, that's going that. I mean, he's already had the the broken foot and the issues going through the playoffs. If we could keep him healthy all eight years, he's going to be worth every penny of that 49 mil. But right. that's a huge commitment that both sides have to keep up. Like, can the Avs keep him around for the full eight? And can he keep up for the full eight? I would love to see it. If he can give us 100, maybe even 80% of Val, it's going to be a good eight years in Colorado. Well, the Avs clearly have learned from the Eric Johnson contract because for yep. the duration of that contract, he had a full no movement clause. Yep. Uh, and and the same thing with Nachuskin. The first three years are no movement clauses. Now, let me look on Eric Johnson to see if it was. Uh, no, he does have a modified. So there are there are teams that he uh, can say he doesn't want to go to. And the same is with Nachuskin. The first three years are a full no move. Um, they, they're not going to train him for the first three years. I'm fine with that. So for the last five, if things aren't going well, you, you can move them. You're probably going to have to soak up some salary if that's ever the case. And maybe in the last like two years of this deal, if you know, who knows what's going on in the avalanche in you know, six or seven years from now. Uh, but the abs have that option. And so does he have that option. Yeah. If it's just not working out anymore, we can we can say, hey, we had a great run and we can move you to benefit both of us. Yeah. So the Avs have that and he has that in their pockets. I think everybody here is happy with this deal. Oh, yeah. Um, 6.125 is the AAV on that. Um, yeah, I, I, there's just nothing like he, he's so important. And everybody's always wanting to guess what the Avs lines are for next year. Yeah. And I'm just not doing that. Like, I don't. I genuinely don't care because we always talk about how how Jared Bednar just moves these guys all over the place. That's going to happen next year. Mm -hmm. Sure. Like towards the end of the year, uh, Nachuskin was was on that top line. Yep. I don't think that's just going to be the norm for next year. Like he likes moving guys up and down. And while everybody's wanting to put in this is the lines for next year, I'm like, okay, that's fine. Go ahead and do that. But I'm going to have here's my my you know one one through one through four lines for this game one through yep. four lines for this game because you can move him around he's so versatile it's it's he's perfect for this team and we still have camp coming up do not forget you'll have names come through camp that you did not even have on your radar true uh the other one Arturi Lekkinen you knew he was going to get signed he was a restricted uh so he gets five years 4.5 million that is a great deal this guy i cannot wait to see what he does for the next five years love 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 watching this guy play might just be my next jersey purchase because of his contributions last year if we get just a glimmer of that right out of the gate yeah. My debit card is going to explode. Yeah. Uh he was my I did get one with him with the oh, that's right. with the patch with the Stanley Cup patch. So he was my purchase. Yeah. Um he is. He's just he's another guy that 
is perfect for this team. And you, the, the two guys, like you have Nachuskin, who is so good on the four check, and and Lekkonen is almost like a mini Val. Yeah, he does almost the same thing. So you guys, ha- you have them on separate lines doing the same thing. It's a nightmare for for your for your opponent. Yep, nightmare. Love it. Um, and then another big one was Josh Manson. Uh, the same AAV as Lekin in 4.5, but one less year. So he gets a four-year deal. And this is why like, you can't just go on what's being said out there. There's so much information going on in the world right now, especially with social media, just people putting stuff up. And I get that. But you heard over and over and over again, he wants to go back to Anaheim. And maybe he did. Maybe there was some part of him that did if things didn't work out with Colorado Avalanche. Things worked out with Colorado Avalanche, and he was clearly happy being here. He won a cup. He knows this team is still going to be good. Does he want to go back to Anaheim? Maybe he's happy playing in Anaheim because he's from there. I don't know where he's from. Who who knows? But you get all of this. I don't want to say false information, but it's just put out there as like law. It's like he's going back. And the Avs step in and get a deal done for a huge piece of this defensive puzzle. I, I was a little bit shocked that he didn't come back. I will say that. I didn't I didn't think it was set in he was going to go back to Anaheim. I thought he was just going to go somewhere else. Somewhere else was going to give him like a pretty good deal. He clearly wanted to stay here. So great, great signing, I think, this one is. Yeah, the contributions to the level of Lekkonen, but on the defensive side. Um, like Manson came in, plugged in was a really integral piece of the playoffs. Like this team bonded around him and his skill, his physicality and his hockey IQ is exactly what you needed. And another great commitment going forward. So it's one little thing that you don't have to worry about going forward. Mm, love it. Th- three great signings. And they didn't yeah. some other signings here and there, you know, they, they got the, um, Cogliano. We talked about that and the, you know, big move, like, Great moves for this team. Uh, but those three deals to get done early in free agency. And all of them, all of them, none of them you have to justify. Like they were all very team friendly deals. Every one of them. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think they, I think they maybe overpaid a little bit for Nichuskin. Not by much. I, I would have been, my max on him was six and it's 6.125. Okay. I'm, I'm not going to get up in arms about yeah. that. The term surprised me, but. To have the you know the the like we said earlier about the 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 option to move him if that situation calls for itself down the road you can talk about that down the road right now everything is is good for the apps yeah there were players who moved on and two of them in particular uh, you know you had Darcy Kemper he he went to Washington play for the Capitals and then you had uh, Andre Burkowski going to the Northwest to play for the Seattle Kraken. Um, the Kemper deal, like I was really interested to see what his deal was going to be because mm-hmm. I wanted to know what the Avalanche said no to. I wanted to know like what was too much for them. And I, I, I'm going to bring it up real quick, but I think it was um, like 5.2, 5.3. I don't know, man. Like I, I was a little surprised that it was that low i'm gonna say well you uh, 5.25 we were just talking about how tight the cap is now could you imagine with a darcy kemper contract on there what you would have to that that that's that's the reason it's no 
That's why mm-hmm. we're gambling on the tandem we have in goal now. Like if you thought, wow, 5.2, 5.3, can't we do that for Darcy? But then you look like we're having to trade members now. We're having to figure out if it's JT or Sammy G if we want to bring back Nas and we still have two players to sign. But what if you what if you don't bring back Nas? I know all the, the reason they said they had this plan that we they want, you know, Nazem Kadri was more important to bring back than Darcy Kemper. And and what if the deal falls through? What if they can't make a move? I'm sure there's some team out there that would, would take either JT Comfort or uh, Sam Girard. I'm sure they can get a deal done. Let's just play the what if game. And the what if is it doesn't get done. Now you you told Darcy Kemper no for, for something you had to take a chance on. And that chance doesn't pan out. You can't go back and kick yourself. You can't say like, uh, you can't, you know, hindsight's 2020. You can't do that. But there will be some like, man, like, okay, like we, we could have kept Darcy Kemper for that number and, and we took the chance and we lost on it. I don't think, and this isn't like, I'm not trying to kick dirt on Darcy or nothing, but I don't mm-hmm. think there's ever going to be a moment where you're regretting letting him go because I feel like, <laughs> yeah, oh, I feel there will be <laughs> like, I feel like, I feel like group, he's going to have like a groove hour type like awakening because the defense in Washington is not to the caliber that he's experienced in Colorado. Mm-hmm. And Darcy's going to have, he's going to have a hard time adjusting to that. And it's same reason for groove hour. It's not like we're calling out the quality of goalie. It's the quality of defense in front of him, mm-hmm. And that, I mean, it bailed him out many times. So I, if it's, I mean, the people that always had the narrative, Darcy Kemper is not the goalie we need. You go out and buy the goalie you need at the trade deadline. You trade the pieces instead of for Nas, get a goalie. Yeah. But I think people are really forgetting Darcy Kemper had a great regular season. He really did. And I think a lot of people <clears throat> want to say, oh, it's, it's solely because of the defense. No, it's not. Like, sure, the defense plays a part. Darcy Kemper, go look at his stats. He had a great regular season, a really great regular season, and he just fell apart in the postseason. And, yeah. and that's the lasting memory, and that's the, you know, the, the last taste on their tongue, and that's what they're going to uh, focus on. I get that, but it's unfair because and, he was great in the regular <clears throat> season. And because I'm, I'm just the way I'm geared, I've watched – the Stanley Cup final game that we won to win it all, probably the seventh time today, even before recording. <laughs> and boy, when Darcy gets beat, they are so bad. Yeah, like in the playoffs had, when yeah. it when it fell apart, like those beats were just so bad. And like I feel like we're going to excuse those from Frankie and Yorgia for at least twenty games because they're still figuring it out. They're still figuring it out, but like. That was like at the end of the season, all the way through the Stanley Cup, and those were just bad beats. So, yeah. I don't. The goalie position is going to be number one question mark. Get your popcorn. Let's all argue about it. But I don't know if we're going to have that moment where, like, man, we should have kept Darcy. I don't know if we will. Uh, yeah. I don't it, know. Yeah. I don't know. I'm telling you, if uh, Georgiev is, is not panning out in like the first week. People are going to be saying, "Why didn't we?" I'm telling you, Georgiev needs to have uh, shutouts in his first four games, or people are going to be like, "Why the hell did we get rid of Darcy Kemper?" If he could keep his skates and his mask on, I think he's already won. (laughs) And I'm not saying that's fair to him because you know (laughs) it's it's a full hockey season. Guys take some time to get into a rhythm, and I, I hope he does. But if he starts off poor. 
uh, people are going to be like, uh, this, this is looking bad, but unfair, fairly, or unfair as that may be. Um, but, and I will say, like, if they do bring back Nazem Kadri, then I, I, I agree with all of these moves. I do. Yeah. I agree with letting him him go because you wouldn't have been able to sign him. That, that even though it's five point, what I say it was five point two five or something. Yeah. Uh, they they just couldn't afford it, and that goes for Andre Burakovsky. He goes to Seattle for four years, I think. Four, do, 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 one, two, yeah. three, five <laughs> years. Bauer, five years. Bauer, Berkey, and Donskoy all together again. All together again. Uh, five years, five point five. Avs were not going to touch that. So, um. I think this is a good move for Andre Burakovsky. He can go to a place where, you know, they're they're obviously building. Um, I think they had a really good draft, but you know, oh, yeah. that's not gonna that's not gonna turn the dial next year. You know, he's there for five years, and I think by the end of those five years is when you'll start seeing the crack and start to make mm-hmm. some noise in the league, and he can be a part of that. But right now, he can go there. He can sail his shots wherever he wants to sail them, and people aren't going to get on him like they will in in Colorado. Because you know when you miss those shots in an Avalanche game, those are like you need those because this team is expected to win. Uh, in 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 Seattle, it's like okay, like we'll we'll deal with you know your up and down roller coaster ride of a season because that's what we are right now. So I think that was a pretty good move for Burkowski. You know, I think Berkey might actually have some of the best seasons of his life in Seattle because he doesn't have Nathan McKinnon and that pressure and that pressure of like, we have to win now. Like we have to keep getting better. I think that started to get to him just a little bit of that constant build and the intensity from front office and Nathan McKinnon and Landis Like I feel like going to Seattle, a change of environment, a team that wants you like, I feel like that could be yeah. really good for Burke and, Maybe he can find some consistency, and maybe he is the player that we're, we regret in a couple of years letting go. Well, I will say this: um, I, I think he's going. There's going to be parts of the Avalanche team that are going to be tough to replace him. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like he did a lot of good things for this Avalanche team. Um, so for right off the bat, I mean, you know, 61 points is 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 a gr- good season. Yeah. Um, you know, and is there anybody that you can point to right now that on, that's on the abs to say like he's going to be the the replacement and do that and put up that those kind of numbers? I don't know. I don't know if you have that guy right now. Maybe in a couple of years, someone like Alex Newhook could do that and come close to it. Um, but I, I I think you know you you can't pay that much for him. Um, you knew he was going to move on, and it was you know it was one of those things like it it was fun while it lasted. I was no. I'm definitely not paying five million dollars for Colorado Burakovsky, but in a couple in five more years, I might pay five million dollars for Seattle Burakovsky. It depends on what he can learn and how his game changes with a little bit of a fresher scene and a different mindset. Because it'll be 32 at the end of that contract. So yeah, maybe that's a, a five-year deal that you can watch what he does, and yeah, maybe. Who knows? Who knows where he is at the end? It's, a, it's not like that. We brought back Soderberg. <laughs> that didn't go so well. So, <laughs> yeah. Uh, all right, everyone. That's going to wrap it up. We will be back tomorrow. We got a couple grades that we had uh, when we were off that we're going to get to. And uh, maybe a Kadri deal. I don't know. I feel like I feel like Sunday, we just want to take Sunday off. And Monday, we get back to work. So uh, maybe, maybe something gets done for Nazem Kadri. If it does, you know we will be discussing that. So 
Thank you for making this your first listen of the day. That's always appreciated. And go check us out on our socials and uh, connect with us. Enjoy the YouTube comments. Those are always fun. And, uh, yeah, we'll see you guys tomorrow. He is Mr. Shaggy Von Doom, Kyle Sullivan. I am Chris Maselli. This is the Locked On Avalanche Podcast, and we'll see you guys tomorrow. Go, Abs, go! Go, Abs, go!